Good morning. Today is Monday, the 10th of February, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 80, Genesis 25, 19 through, 40, 19 through 34, and Hebrews 13, 1 through 16. Nations shall come to your light, and rulers to the brightness of your rising. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has shown forth her glory. Come, let us adore them. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For God is a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it, and God's hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For God is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to God's voice. God has shown forth our glory. Come, let us adore them. Psalm 80 Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim. Shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we, might, that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and have given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. 
The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its branches to the sea and its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it and all that move in the field feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted. They have burned it with fire, they have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your countenance. But let your hand be upon the one at, the, at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis, chapter 25, verses 19 through 34. These are the descendants of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel the Aramean of Padan Aram, sister of Laban the Aramean. Isaac prayed, to, Isaac prayed to God for his wife because she was barren, and God granted his prayer, and his wife Rebekah conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, if it is to be this way, why do I live? So she went to inquire of God. And God said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples born of you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy mantle, so they named him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, with his hand gripping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he was full of game, fond of game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was famished. Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stuff, for I am famished. Therefore he was called Edom. Jacob said, First sell me your birthright. Esau said, I am about to die. What use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C, the Song of Hannah. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you, nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. Do not heap up prideful words or speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the weak are clothed in strength. 
Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold, while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life, casts down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's, on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 16. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison. As though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured, as though you yourselves are being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all. And let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, God is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings, for it is well for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by regulations about food, which have not benefited those who observe them. We have an altar from which those who officiate in the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also suffered outside the city gate in order to sanctify the people by his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp and bear the abuse he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, who descended to the dead, who on the third day rose again, who ascended into heaven, and who is seated at the right hand of the Creator in heaven. Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your country come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the country, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, ruler eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. O God, almighty and everlasting creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Heavenly creator, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, Pour out your spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your of your country. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, 
hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. O blessed God, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. O God, whose care reacheth to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech thee graciously to behold and bless those whom we love, now absent from us. Defend them from all, from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we, drawing near to thee, may be bound together by thy love in the communion of thy Holy Spirit and in the fellowship of thy saints. Through the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's share some thoughts on the readings. Psalm 80 is described as a community petition in my commentary, and I think that That ties in beautifully with our New Testament advice for embodying gratitude is what my commentary calls it. But I think it's a call to community love as well. It, in verse 1 of Hebrews 13, it refers to let mutual love continue. And of course, we know that the Greek for that is Philadelphia, right? Which, according to my commentary, is celebrated as the strongest kind of love in the ancient world. And then there's petitions by the author to remember those in prison as though you were in prison. Those who were being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all. It's this community sharing in not just resources, but also sharing in pain and persecution and sharing in protection. So those things within the community and those people within the community are, are considered to be sharing in, in all the blessings and the hardships of life. And I think in, in Psalm, kind of flipping back in the Psalm, flipping back to Psalm 80, um, this is asking God to share with them, asking God to, we've been talking a lot about, about being co-creators with God and working together with God in the universal 
Christ project, you know, the, the sharing the message of love and, and all of the many myriad and deep things that that entails. And here it is, it is a cry out from the psalmist um, asking God to fight on their behalf, asking God to join in, um, in this struggle that, that they are embattled in. I do think it's also interesting that, um, verses eight through 13, this is from my commentary again, recall Israel's founding event, the exodus and settlement of Canaan called into question by the enemy's triumph. How often do we do that? We have been giving a, given a blessing and then things get rough and we start to question everything. I know that, that I, I do that. Um, and I've even gotten to the point where I have difficulty accepting the blessing because I'm waiting for it somehow to be impacted. Why do we snatch joy from ourselves? I'm not sure I know the answer to that. But God knows and God can help us. God help us to trust in you. And to trust in your blessings. Help us to really know that you care for us. And that you aren't just seeing us through. But you are making all things work together for our good. That every event you are using. That nothing is lost and you are taking everything and fashioning it. So that it shapes us into the people that you created us to be. And those creations, those people, us. We are beautiful and glorious and holy and made from the very same divine substance that is you, O God. And so please help us. Please help us to stop looking for the next thing to go wrong. Please help us to stop feeling like imposters. Please help us to accept your blessing and to trust in you and to rest at peace in your grace. Amen. Our Hebrew scripture tells us of a time when when Esau gives up his birthright to Jacob because he's hungry it seems silly to us but it should seem familiar too how many times 
have we gotten in our own way turned away from a long-term gain for a short-term one. We do it all the time, I think, if we really stop and think about it. And I'm not talking just about, you know, the willpower. I'm not talking about things like, <laughs> like diets, you know, giving up that cupcake now for the strong and healthy body later. Although I suppose that this could be used there too. I'm, I'm talking about clinging to and sacrificing way too much for something in the present that is nothing next to what God has for us in the future. When I was going through a really difficult time, um, mostly, not entirely, but mostly of my own making a few years ago, I was, I was really clinging to a particular relationship, um, I believed myself to be deeply in love and man, I was, thank God that God saved me from myself because I was willing in that moment to sacrifice everything for that relationship. And in hindsight, of course, it was a bullet dodged for sure. And I think that there are, that's, you know, my example from, from my story. And I am ever so thankful that God did not allow me to sacrifice everything. I'm thankful that God used that experience and I learned from it. And I am more deeply in relationship with God and more deeply in relationship with my son and living my life more fully out of a true love as opposed to a momentary approximation or I don't want to say entirely false love because our feelings are our feelings and we feel them, but Definitely a pale approximation. I wish that we had more words for love in our language. You know, maybe I'll have to start using the Greek words. A friend of mine um, had said we should do a Bible study on all the words for love in the Bible, particularly the Greek in the New Testament. So maybe I should do that and then I should just use the Greek words for love. Maybe that would help clarify things a bit. Um, but anyway, whether it's love or, or maybe it's money, whatever the piece is in your story, I think that we all have one where we've been short-sighted and or probably and both <laughs> we've 
we've had a hard time trusting in God for the future. And so we try to rest what we need from life with our own strength, with our own power. God has what we need, that, that missing thing that we've been looking for. And I, I know there's some, some kind of pop Christian culture ways of saying this, you know, like, oh, there's a Jesus shaped hole in my heart. But quite frankly, I I find those distasteful personally. I mean, if they work for you, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to offend, but I think it's so much more than that. I think that this sense of yearning and longing that we have here is a longing for that deep relationship with God, the homesickness that we sometimes feel isn't for any place on earth, but it is for our heavenly home. As it says in our reading from Hebrews, for here we have no lasting city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. I think, though, that we don't have to spend our lives feeling as though we're missing something, feeling as though we're incomplete. I think, and I've talked about it before, as my son Jack says, there are glimpses that we get. There are moments where we feel so completely connected to and in community with and and just experiencing God's presence. But I think those are times when we are really and truly spiritually full from the deep well of living water. And that can sustain us through the times of trial. I don't think that that we are really ever bereft. I don't think God ever really leaves us. But I think we can feel a time of barrenness we in our limited human understanding can feel alone even though we're not and so in those times we look back to the other times the times when we felt God so completely that it was more than a feeling that it was a state for lack of a better way to put it, a state of being, that complete oneness. That wholeness, that presence, that companionship of God. And the perfect trust and peace that ensue, the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. May that buoy us up, may that sustain us. Christ, draw near to us today. Holy Spirit, 
guide every thought, every word, and every action. And where we fall short, make up the difference and more. Know that we are doing our best. God, I am doing my best today. Holy Spirit, where I am imperfect, in your holiness, make it right, fill in any gaps, complete the message, take what I have and make it more than enough, for that is your grace, Lord Jesus Christ, and that is your abundance. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>